talk some baseball as we start out the second half hour of today's sports huddle. Welcome back, 106.1 ESPN. Talk some minor league baseball, Eastern League variety with our Richmond Flying Squirrels. And we bring in the voice of the Flying Squirrels. Trey Wilson joins us this afternoon uh, as the Squirrels get set to continue their series up in Portland, Maine against the Boston Red Sox AA affiliate. Trey, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm doing very well, enjoying one of my favorite towns to visit in the Eastern League up here in Portland and uh, getting ready for some baseball coming up in a little bit. How are you doing? I am doing fine. I will give you a little piece of trivia that you will neither care about or remember probably, but I mentioned it to our audience as I was promoting you coming on in the last segment. My very first job out of college was in Portland, Maine, at a small local radio station and statewide news network. And I spent, Trey, seven miserable months in the wintertime. And, yes, they have seven (laughs) miserable months of winter in Portland, Maine. But I do remember it very well and very fondly. So I'm glad to hear you say you like Portland, Maine. It's a great town. You know, right now I'm actually talking to you from the, the Portland Expo, the old arena that's right next to their baseball stadium here. And uh, that's where the batting cages and the clubhouses and stuff are, just trying to find a quiet spot. But there's a lot of history right here in this little square. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Very awesome up there. And so is where the squirrels are right now, meaning in the standings in a three-way tie for first as you start play tonight. But before we go there, Trey, let me, let me go in a different direction here. And this is the real reason that you guys, players, do what they do day in and day out in the minor leagues, and that's to eventually get – to the major leagues and that happened last night for one of your former guys Kyle Harrison who pitched for the squirrels at the diamond last year made his major league debut last night in Philadelphia that's got to be really cool feeling when you're able to watch a guy who has elevated to the top of the game yeah you know we've had 10 or 12 guys who've reached the big leagues for the first time this year who played in Richmond it's been great to see but I think that Kyle Harrison's probably the one with the most excitement around him uh, he's a, he's got the potential to be a once-in-a-generation pitcher. They've talked about him coming through as the next Madison Bumgarner, and that's pretty high praise for a kid who got to Richmond at 20 years old. Uh, he was the youngest pitcher in the history of our team when he got here, and he dominated. Bob, last year he had the highest strikeout percentage in the minor leagues in about 50 years. I mean, the next guys on the list were guys like Dwight Gooden. And you know how great they, that he was coming through the minor leagues. And Kyle Harrison was striking guys out more frequently than Dwight Gooden was when he was coming up in the minor leagues. And uh, he showed that a little bit last night. He got some strikeouts against some really tough batters in Philadelphia, uh, some all-stars. And uh, still you know, a little bit of a work in progress, but he's a really sharp kid. You wouldn't believe he was 20 years old when he got here. He was so mature, uh, so great at all the off-the-field stuff that goes into being a baseball player, dealing with us and uh, – and dealing with adversity when you're when he was on the mound, and, and he's going to have a great future. I'm excited that he's finally gotten to the big leagues. Yeah, I was heading in that direction, Trey. I'm glad glad you kind of went there. Um, outside of the white lines and off of the stat sheet, you know, what gives you that confidence as you see these guys come through, like a Kyle Harrison, that, hey, he's going to be able to, to handle the brighter spotlights and the bigger stadiums and, and all of that as they make their way from double-A to triple-A to the major leagues? Yeah, with a guy like Kyle Harrison, who, by the way, his grandfather played for the Richmond Braves uh, oh. back in, I think, the 1960s. Skip Gwynn was his name is his name. He lives out in Oklahoma now. So he got to pitch on that same spot and uh, you know where Parker Field was and that was a pretty cool thing for 
for Kyle. But uh, so he has a little bit of baseball pedigree. So a guy like Kyle, he understands the game. But for him, it's interesting, and I see this with other guys too. But this is just an example. He went out to the Futures game last year. He's pitching on national television. Um, he he's in Dodger Stadium at 20 years old, and and uh, he didn't pitch well. He gave up a home run. He walked a guy in his brief time. He didn't pitch well. And I heard a story that his dad was kind of a wreck. And Kyle went up to his dad right after the outing and was like, this is going to be fine. I know exactly what I did wrong. And uh, dealing with adversity like that on the mound at, at 20 years old when you're in a league where a lot of the guys are 25 to 30 years old here in AA and facing a lot of players who have major league experience, we saw that time and time again. If he didn't have his changeup or his slider working in the first inning, he found ways to get out. And, and that's, that's a real separating factor. It's not just that he's a left-hander who can throw 97. Uh, he's got the mental side of it, too. And there are a lot of players that we see that separating factor with. And you can have all the talent in the world, but you've got to have more than that to have success in the major leagues. Hey, last last thought on, on Kyle, because I think it's fascinating. I think it's very interesting, and you can obviously give us kind of the inside baseball behind-the-scenes look here. The Giants handle their pitchers a little bit differently than most teams do, right, in Major League Baseball. Uh, how do you think he will handle the way Gabe Kapler and his staff uh, handle the pitchers? I think their long-term plan for him is to be a more traditional starter, to go out there and try and throw six, seven, eight innings. Uh, they're just being really careful with him. He's very young. Um, the Giants do handle their pitching differently, but the guy who's leading the big leagues, last I checked last week, in innings pitched is a Giants pitcher. He, played, he pitched here in 2018 and 2019. Logan Webb is their ace, and he's pitched more innings than anybody in the big leagues. So I, w- I think that they, they – Farhan Zaidi, the, the, general man, the president of the Giants, has said they want to stretch guys out. They want to have a normal rotation. Right now they basically have two starting pitchers. Um, So I think that that might be the path where Harrison goes. But wherever you throw him out there, he's going to go out there and compete, and he's going to go out there with the maturity and a a good head on his shoulders that whatever role they assign to him, he's going to do well. Uh, Catching up with Trey Wilson from the Richmond Flying Squirrels. They're in Portland to continue their series there tonight and every game important as you start to come down the home stretch. Now playing to the middle of September. That's a little different, Trey, than in my day when we were done on on September 1. That's that's for sure. But three-way tie with Bowie and Erie. Erie won the first half, so maybe playing with a little bit of house money there. What are you seeing as far as the way you guys are jockeying for position? And I would probably include the Washington uh, Nationals double-A team, Harrisburg, because they're only three games off the pace. So that's a that's a four-team log jam right now. Yeah, last week was a huge series for the Squirrels. They played the Senators, the Nationals double team in Richmond, and won five out of six against the team that they came in really fighting for position with. Uh, so last week really set the tone for these final four weeks. Um, last night here in Portland, uh, pitching battle, close loss. Uh, this Seadogs team is also in the mix in the uh, other division. So... And everybody that Richmond's playing down the stretch is fighting for a playoff spot. So all these games are going to be tough. Um, the, the Richmond teams have one of the best pitching staffs in the league all year. And they've also got a team that when they, they might not hit at the highest clip, they get the timely hits. We saw the biggest ninth inning come from behind win in team history last week. Um, and they had another come from behind win in the ninth inning later in that series. So a little bit of turning it on when the, when the, the moment comes along and, and making uh, some – putting some good swings on the ball and making some big rallies, they're never out of a game. Uh, so as long as the pitchers keep them in it, there's a chance as long as they're still, you know, just less than 27 outs recorded, they're going to be in it. And that's going to be huge over these final four weeks. Uh, Trey, you will be without one of your pitchers. John O'Connor reported it just a little while ago this afternoon. Clay Helvey out uh, the 10-game suspension 
for the foreign substance. I guess that happened on Sunday. What did, what did you see there uh, as that happened? Has that happened, you know, very much, um, you know, in, in, during the course of the season? I don't mean to the flying squirrels, but, but in general and, and just how the squirrels handle that situation. That is the first one of those. That's the first injection that I've seen for the illness substance checks since they started picking up the pace on those uh, three years ago. I haven't seen it. And uh, I, I can't really comment too much on the specifics of it because I don't know exactly where they're going. Um, I actually haven't even gotten the official word that the suspension was handed down since my way yet. Um, but when you get ejected for the foreign substances, it's a 10 game suspension. That's, mm-hmm. that's automatic. So um, I'm curious to see what's going to come out of it. Um, there are a lot of things that guys use that are legal, and we've seen it with some of the arguments in the major leagues. You can use rosin. You are allowed to use rosin. That is, it's been allowed for years and years and years. And uh, sometimes that rosin feels a little sticky, especially when you get some sweat or some water mixed in it. it feels a little stickier. It's, it's meant to be sticky, but it feels a little stickier than than other times. So uh, it's it's a tricky gray area. Um, and we've definitely seen all the stuff that the guys were using. Two or three years ago, the spider tack and the stuff like that, the guys were using to get those really high spins. That stuff's all gone. Um, we're not seeing like back in the in the 70s with Gaylord Perry, you know, putting the Vaseline on his hat and everywhere else he could. We're not seeing that stuff anymore. They're checking for it. So now even a little bit of rosin feels a little bit suspicious. So I think that's what happened on Sunday. Wasn't it? Was it Scherzer? that that happened to in the bigs this year where he had the rosin and the sweat and the combination and the umpire said that was a foreign substance and out he went. Am I right about that? I think it was. That is correct. Yes, uh, that was Scherzer. I think it was this year. It might have been last year. Um, okay. But I'm pretty sure it was because I think he was with the Mets. But, yeah, that was Scherzer. And, right. and we saw his reaction. Um, yeah. it's, it, again, it's, it's, it's something that they're still trying to figure out how to police. Um, again, I don't want to say a whole lot about the specifics of this situation uh, until I find out exactly what's going on and what exactly was in his glove. Yeah. Um, and uh, that, that'll come out with time. But it's, it's definitely changed. You know, it's, it's become kind of white noise. They check every inning, mm-hmm. and, uh, and you never see anything happen. So Sunday, was, it caught us all off guard. Nobody was ready to see that happen. And the thing that's funny about it is the way that, the way that healthy pitches is – stick actually kind of hurts what he does. Sticky stuff actually makes his stuff less effective. So it wouldn't even make any common sense for him to have anything uh, on his glove or in his hands other than rosin. So uh, that's just putting some common sense on it. Probably about (laughs) as much as I can say. Yes, uh, you've said plenty. I think you handled it extremely well. I appreciate you certainly doing that. Let me go back to the schedule and where you guys are in the standings and, you know, the fun between the white lines kind of stuff. But the schedule maker didn't do any favors to Parney this time around, did he, right? Three of your last four week-long series are on the road to end the season, right? Just the Akron series um, is left at the diamond, correct? That is correct, yes, right after the beginning of September. Um, one more homestand left, and for us on the, in the traveling party, those are not close trips either. They're all <laughs> we're going to Portland and Hartford and Erie, uh, so they're all long bus rides for us, but it's all part of it, as you know. But, yeah, we've only got seven or six home games guaranteed left, so really encouraging people to come out uh, when the team gets back off this road trip in a couple of weeks, uh, two weeks from yesterday. And uh, we're going to have some good crowds for that last week. Uh, it's probably going to come down to those final couple of weeks to see who's going to make the playoffs. And hopefully we'll get a spot locked in, and then we'll have uh, maybe two or three more home games in September and a chance to win a championship for the first time in this franchise's history. Richmond hasn't had a title now in about, in about 14 or 15 years, so it'd be good to bring one back this year. 
Sure would. Absolutely would. All right, let me wrap up with you with a look further down the road uh, beyond the season into the offseason in the hot stove league. And you guys always do a great job of uh, getting everybody excited uh, once again for baseball with this season just ending. And you have that hot stove league event. And your special guest this year is Sean Casey, the uh, former University of Richmond standout Spider Hall of Famer. Obviously, great big leaguer, hit over 300, uh, trying his hand. Trey at some hitting coaching responsibilities with the Yankees. I don't think it's going too well. Maybe he bit off more than he could chew. I don't know. But uh, all of us that are associated with the University of Richmond, I can tell you, are very excited about him coming to town. Yeah, we're excited as well. And, you know, I don't know. It's not like they were hitting before he got there. So no, maybe, Sean, right. Casey, yeah. it's not the problem. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're really excited about it. Uh, this event every year, it's for a great cause. It, it raises money for the different initiatives of Flying Squirrels Charities, and they're involved in so many areas of trying to make lives better around our region in various different ways. Um, but that, this is one of our biggest fundraisers of the year. A lot of the social programs that the Flying Squirrels do are funded by the hot stove, and every year we bring in a guest who can come up there and tell some stories and, and share the stage with Barney, who's going to tell some of his own stories. And <laughs> obviously having Sean Casey this year is the University of Richmond uh, one of the great players there at, University, at the University of Richmond, and Mark Budzinski, of course, um, was recognized with the RBI Award last year. Uh, usually the RBI winner, Award winners are there as well, so hopefully we can have Budzinski out there as well. And, uh, and uh, we'll have some more guests that will be added to that lineup coming up soon, but um, it's a great night. It's coming up at the Altria Theater on November 16th. Tickets are on sale now. Uh, you can get tickets for just the – just the stage part, just come in and hear the stories and, and all the entertaining uh, commentary from guys like Sean Casey. Those are $35. And uh, then there are some other add-ons that you can do to get to the meet-and-greet session, the autograph session, all that kind of stuff. Uh, all that information is on our website at squirrelsbaseball.com. But it's November 16th at the Altria Theater. And uh, last year was the first year we had it there. We had Andre Dawson in town. It was awesome. It's a beautiful venue uh we were leading right into i think jerry seinfeld was there a couple of nights later so <laughs> it was cool to share you know the same stages all the for me even hosting my part it was cool to go out there knowing all the great names in entertainment who've worked that stage and i got to work it for five minutes so that was cool personally for me but beautiful venue we're, it's going to be a really entertaining night and it's for a good cause Looking forward to it. You are a great opening act for, for all of them, Trey, and, and a great act <laughs> for us as well uh, this afternoon. All right, go get ready for game time tonight, uh, which is coming up, I know, at Portland. And then as you and I talked last week, you're off to Hartford. Say hello to my good buddy and former broadcast partner, Dan Lavallo, who I know you will see in Hartford. And good luck to the Squirrels to pull this thing out in the second half and get some, some extra baseball at the Diamond this fall. I appreciate it. Hopefully we'll see you at the ballpark soon. I know I'll see you at the Altria for the hot stove with Sean Casey, and I appreciate you having me on. Hopefully we talk again soon. We'll do it. Thank you, Trey. Trey Wilson from the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Yeah, they play game two of that six-game series at Portland tonight. Those are uh, all 6 o'clock starts during the week through Saturday and then on getaway day Sunday at 1 o'clock. And as Trey mentioned, just one more week at home for the Squirrels during the regular season in September, the 5th through the 10th against um, Akron, the rubber ducks of Akron. Mark Budzinski used to be the manager in Akron when he was in the Cleveland organization. Now, of course, the first base coach for the Toronto 
uh, Blue Jays and a Richmonder now. Richmond resident uh, is Mark Budzinski. So hopefully he'll be there with Sean Casey. And I'm looking forward to getting to that uh, event as well. Yeah, this this uh, minor league season, I guess they did this last year. I don't even remember. Going through the middle of September, they've changed so much with Major League Baseball. Remember, in the old days, you used to be able to call up like 10 to 15 guys if you wanted to. Anybody who was on the active roster could get called up in September. So they were depleting the minor league teams anyway. So the regular season ended on on September 1 in the old days. That's not the case anymore. They don't do that anymore. You can only bring up a couple of guys, a pitcher and an everyday player, to your major league roster when we get into September. So the minor leagues go longer to the 17th of September, in fact, for Richmond. And the last home series at the Diamond, the 5th through the 10th against Akron, and as I said with Trey, three of the last four weeks on the road, that is a tough finish for anybody. Make no mistake about that. We'll see if the squirrels can finish it off and get to the postseason. All right, let's get a break in here, and then we'll take you up to the top of the hour. Um, ESPN Sports Center update coming at 5, and we will get into some football talk at that point, both the college variety and the NFL variety and the commanders and their impressive performance that broke one of the stupidest, according to one of the commanders players, uh, streaks in all of sports. And we'll talk about all that on the other side. 1061 ESPN.